Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast, delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Connectivity is such a crucial element in retail stores in the modern day world. Many consider it as an expectation, an expectation for operations, an expectation for customers, a standard expectation for shops. But what if connectivity is more than that expectation? What if there is an opportunity to take connectivity to the next level? Let's explore and let's get into it. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks. I'm a retail transformation specialist. I'm a consultant and advisor helping retailers to transform their operating models and drive business improvement. Also, I'm the author of Driving Retail Transformation, How to Navigate Disruption and Change, which publishes on the 5th of March, 2024. Find out more at drivingretailtransformation.com. Today's episode is number 277, number 277, and we're going to be exploring connectivity. And I'd like to introduce you to the idea of hyper-connected stores. And to help us understand more, I'm delighted to be joined by Keith Cahoon, the Business Development Director for Juniper Networks. Now, Keith is a veteran with 20 years in the network, wireless and managed services industry. He's held a number of different sales and leadership roles with the likes of Dell and Fujitsu, as well as working with leading system integrators such as Telindus, Logicalis and Pervasive Networks, part of Capita. And then in 2017, he joined Mist Systems, a small but forward-thinking technology company which came part of Juniper, as you're going to hear about later on. To find out more about Keith and to get in touch, head on over to obandco.uk slash 277. That's obandco.uk slash 277. And as you'll hear, there's an opportunity to learn much more with an upcoming event. So do head on over there. And of course, remember to sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing to keep your finger firmly on the pulse of the ever-evolving world of retail. That's all on the show notes, but without further ado, let's dive into my conversation with Keith Cahoon from Juniper Networks. Well, a very warm welcome, Keith Cahoon. Lovely to have you here on the Retail Transformation Show. How are you? I'm very well. Nice to uh, nice to be here. Thanks for having me, Oliver. Well, I'm really excited. We've shared the virtual stage on some webinars and, and virtual events, so I'm delighted to have you here on the, the podcast. And we're very much continuing on from some of our conversations that we've had in the past, because in the modern day world of retail, connectivity is so crucial. It's such a fundamental part of retail nowadays, whether it's talking about store ops, customers, omni-channel, so many different aspects. But connection is, shall we say, quite a basic consideration nowadays. Now we're starting to think about 
becoming hyper-connected. Keith, what, what are we talking about as we start to talk about this next-gen level of connection, hyper-connected? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I think there's a number of elements to that. The key one for me is that retail requirements, business requirements even more broadly, have have meant it that it's moved beyond connectivity. And now it has to be about the connected experience. And I think this is the paradigm shift that's happened. And it's happened through necessity because connected experiences today for a retail organization have to be so much richer. They're so, so much more varied. Everything has to be connected and on all the time, but that's not enough now. Every single connection counts. And you'll hear a lot from Juniper in terms of our new um, kind of marketing and brand around making every connection count. And a big part of that, from our point of view, in terms of how we might define it as being a retailer being hyper-connected, is that every single connection counts. Therefore, we have to understand and assure every single connected experience for every client at all times. I think that's the, the major difference. So let's just get everyone on the same page here. When we're talking about a connected experience, help share some tangibles. What, what are we talking about here, Keith? Uh, I think from a user point of view, so if you're a store associate or a customer in store, it has to be a really good experience and ideally invisible. So there's no friction in terms of that initial connected experience. There's no problem or lack lack of consistency, depending on what you're using that connection for. That might be to to check something from your mobile phone. It might be for self-scanning on your own device. It could be using the retailer's point of mobile point of, t- uh, of sale system to scan goods into your basket. It could be 101 different things, but it really it needs to be as invisible as possible, but as optimized as possible at all times. Um, so I think that's, a, that's part of it from a user point of view. Mm. What we see from a retail operations point of view is this hyper-connected experience or making, making that very user, user-centric is the ability for a retailer to move from, you know, legacy, traditional, reactive network management to now, for the first time, the ability to be able to proactively understand the end user experience of every device. And in some cases, proactively reach out to that store or even to the individual and say, hey, we can see that you're having a problem here. You may not even be aware, but we're already working on that. We know what the problem is and we're, we're working already to go ahead and fix that. So that's that's, I think, the, the dynamic shift that we've seen both from a user perspective and from a network retail operations perspective. And I have to say, as I've been learning more and more about the opportunity with networks, this self-repairing network is just so fantastic. How many times have any of us, right, suffered challenges with Wi-Fi and, you know, oh, it's a problem. I dropped internet connection, et cetera, et cetera. We all know the story. And actually... That doesn't need to be the case anymore, right? And particularly when it's, you know, applications and use cases that are so business critical and so essential from a a customer or colleague experience perspective or even business experience, right? If we're starting to think about IoT devices and the like, you know, this this is such a basic business need nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely essential. And a number of the retail customers that I work with do now see their network as a competitive advantage in their marketplace. I can't name them by name, all of them, <laughs> but many of them do see it that way. I mean, I can talk about some examples, and, and one of those examples perhaps is a very well-known retailer in, in Ireland called Musgrave. So for anybody listening in Ireland, they'll know the Centra and Super Value brands really, really well. 
you know what they're finding now having having moved to this experience first a very modern cloud delivered networking which our technology helps to enable they are now proactively reaching out to their franchisees because it's mainly a franchise business and proactively addressing and resolving some of these issues that they see in store you know they're even starting to provide efficiency savings for associates in store that were caused by poor connected experiences or an inconsistent connected experience in the past they're now being freed up to spend more time on higher value goods areas like impulse sales within the store so they're actually seeing an increase in the higher end profitable areas of the store simply because of the efficiencies and the time that they're starting to give back yeah and in a um, in a franchised environment where you know that retailer could decide to move from Musgrave as a as a franchise to to something else then the ability to provide to be more competitive to save costs to deliver better experiences you know is genuinely a significant business advantage so you know that's where the the network can underpin something really quite transformational in the space yeah it's really fantastic and again i'm sure we've all got times where we've you know been in stores for example using pdas or other devices and you've had the spinning circle whilst you've been waiting for either network connection or just slow networks right and you know just instantly it can enable you know massive productivity saving probably probably not the key benefit but what else are are we looking at here we start to think about these sort of next gen how else can we deliver a competitive advantage yeah I, i think a lot of the retailers i deal with would would reference the fact that when there's a major technology issue, they're actually easier to deal with because all hands on the pump, hairs <laughs> on fire, they find out what it is and they fix it. But for retail, the real silent killer is when there's a slight service degradation over time. Mm. And they're really, really hard to find. They're the needles in the haystack and they happen again and again and again, and more often than not. And if you're a retail organization of 100, 1,000, 5,000 stores, then if you have that service degradation across every store, the multiplication effect of that is is you know, it just, it's exponential. Yeah. So we're helping from that point of view to identify those proactively. But what's, what's even more, I think, beneficial in this in terms of looking forwards are what the likes of Musgrave and, and Halfords are looking to do now with our platform is with the time that they've saved, the efficiency savings in terms of personnel, they're now looking at their, their network platform as a digital asset in the store. So they're able to use our platform to go, okay, well, can we now start to understand behavioral patterns differently in store can we understand shopping patterns can we do what we've been doing in the the online world for years in terms of you know which page are customers hitting first how long are they spending on different pages how are they navigating through that digital world why have they dropped the basket could we increase the basket size we're helping to enable all of these things but in the in the 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 offline world and even be able to link that potentially to the online um, experience natively through that digital platform and i think one of the the big links here is the opportunity to blend it in with an app, right? And so you can have a shopping app that suddenly helps the customer get onto the store Wi-Fi, but can also present so much, as you rightfully say, so much more rich data, just like we get online. I mean, a customer doesn't need to be using an app to to get the most of this. But when we Mm. do, suddenly the opportunities explode, right? This when I first got this, it kind of blew my head, right? In terms of what you could do. There's so many different opportunities of being able to personalize a shopping experience, you know, personalized promos, highlighting new products that a individual P 
particular customer might be interested in. It's fantastic. Yeah, and really the opportunities around that area are, are endless. We're talking about what are some of the key components of, you know, if, if we call it the hyper-connected store, then really the, the, the network is so foundational to that. We just so happen to have a, a core component of our network platform for retailers, which can provide indoor location services as accurate as one to two meters. Now, the importance of that is that that can provide in-aisle digital experiences to customers. And the other thing in terms of a moving from the very you know, more legacy traditional architectures that have been, been built on networks over the years, if you have a, in our case, a, a Juniper, very modern cloud environment, that means that we can take that information real time, analyze it in the cloud, present that back to the device with other platforms intervening, such as marketing platforms, CRM platforms, so the logic can be extracted from the network, but the network is the highly accurate delivery platform that can deliver that message to that individual sub-second in terms of where they are and in a location that's going to be highly accurate for them. So above and beyond that, the opportunities are pretty limitless. Yeah. But we see you know, we see real real life examples of, for instance, walking into a large grocery outlet, perhaps with a pharmacy script. You know, if that script is digital, then why not? Be aware that the moment that all of you just walked into that grocery store at the front door, the pharmacy is typically in the middle or at the back um, to encourage you to have a little browse as you go to pick up your prescription. But why not pop up a message on your mobile phone on the app which says, thanks, Oliver, for coming in today. We're getting your script ready. It's going to be ready within two minutes. Then that's an opportunity for a completely different digital experience. You've already made you more comfortable. You don't have to go and stand in the queue. Someone could even come and find you where you are in the aisle as you're doing your shopping and bring the prescription to you. So a completely different dynamic and experience that's possible. Yeah, it's, it, you know, and I think your imagination is kind of the limit here, right, in terms of what you could start to do. Great example there. Let me just rewind. You used a word that kind of pricked my ears up just a minute ago, legacy. Retailers, as we all know, suffer immensely from legacy systems and a network has been around for Quite, quite a few years now, right? And many retailers have a network that is, you know, cutting edge 20 years ago, perhaps. Nowadays, not so much. How do we start to take this, you know, essential asset that we've got in stores and upgrade it to a hyper-connected uh, network? Yeah, that's um, <clears throat> that, that's also a really good question because, it is quite rare in, in my experience over the past several years of, of working with retail. Opportunities are few and far between in terms of a complete transformation of that level of technology. But one of the big opportunities that we see with most retailers is that there's a constant refresh cycle for one reason or another. Stores are changing, stores are closing down, others are opening up. They're coming up for the natural refurbishment or refresh cycle in any case. So there's always, in a very short period of time, an opportunity to try the next generation of technology. And from a network point of view, it is really quite simple to move from whatever's in 100% of the stores today, when that next store becomes an option to try something new, to try something better, to try something transformational, then that can be the showcase and the, the, the standard for each store to follow afterwards. Now, that does mean that, of course, there's a disconnect between the stores that have the new and the stores that have the old, but I think retailers are very used to working in that way. And then it's a question of what tangible, quantifiable, 
um, either cost savings or revenue generation or uh, increase in margins from the, the example earlier in terms of being able to free up time to, to use it more effectively, then it's a business case thing. Mm. And could the business case in itself generate the justification of spending now, spending earlier to move to that new environment much earlier than a typical kind of refresh cycle would? Because what I'm really starting to hear from, from some of the larger retailers that I work with is that they, they're getting the fact that just refreshing you know, in our world, an access point for a new access point or a switch for a switch or moving from A to B from a, a WAN vendor point of view, that's not delivering any benefits. It's keeping things in support, but that's about it. So they're really now looking for opportunities to, to, to do something far more transformational. Yeah, that makes sense. And as we're talking about modern networks that allow you to be, have a hyper-connected store, let's, let's just head straight on into it, right? AI has been this huge buzzword for the last sort of what, 12, 15 months or whatever. And one of the, 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 the big opportunities with, with the network is to bring in the power of AI. Just help us understand, Keith, what's, what's going on there? Yeah, well, you're, you're definitely hitting on a, a pet subject of mine there. <laughs> uh, very, very heavily invested in at Juniper. I mean, I, I can give you my personal story. Yeah, please do. Six and a half, seven years ago. I was working for a very small startup in the UK. We were looking at indoor location services, actually in-store marketing and digital engagement and, and those types of things. And I came across a, a US startup called Mist Systems. Mm. This was back in 2015, 16, sorry, 2016. And the, the marketing, because that's all I knew at that point, the marketing that was coming by the internet at that point was positioning this startup called Mist Systems as, as doing two things. One was a completely revolutionary cloud-native microservices-based and embedded AI-driven platform applied natively to the dynamic of network of, of enterprise networks. I thought, that's really interesting. I haven't heard that before. I'm interested to know more. The other side, which we've, we've discussed a little bit already, is their platform natively allowed organizations to use indoor location services using machine learning and AI to um, fundamentally understand the location of devices without having to do any any manual correlation or configuration whatsoever. And I thought, well, that's new. <laughs> I've never seen that before. So I thought, well, look, if 50% of this marketing is true, that to my mind is the future of enterprise networking. Six months later, I find someone's phone number. It ended up being Sujay Hajelis. I didn't know who he was at the time. He is a co-founder and he's now senior vice president at Juniper Networks. And I said to Sujay, look, is there an opportunity to um, to be part of this in the UK? My timing was good for once. So I started working as a contractor for MIST Systems at that time. And within that six-month period, I realized very quickly that, that not just 50% of this is true, 100% of this is genuinely true. And the outcomes that, that my customers that were investing in this over that six-month period were, were putting back to me um, it gave me more than I needed to know that this was transformational. And, and the bit that's the bit that's really crucial to that is that the architecture that the, the, the engineering team and the CTO and co-founders all put together meant that for the first time, data could be extracted real-time from the network, from the devices, and the telemetry that provided was all focused around user experience, and that was being analyzed in a truly public sector host, a public hosted modern cloud environment using AI to figure out what was going on far more efficiently than any number of, of network domain experts ever could, because computers in that sense are just better. 
And that's when I started to see these huge transformational benefits in terms of understanding if the experience was good or poor or optimized or getting better or getting worse. But then the insights this is automatically delivering to those that are operating these networks, whether that's service desk teams or, or, or network experts trying to fix these problems, they were getting a visibility into the network and user experience that they simply couldn't have imagined. Now, roll forward six and a half years, we're now part of Juniper Networks. And really the AI-driven enterprise is, is, the, is the, lead, the lead aspect of that. Mm. And I think there could be no, no more better validation, I guess, of the, the transformational benefits of that missed AI than the fact that HPE have very recently announced a $14 billion acquisition of the company and very publicly stated that this, that's central to that is missed AI and the AI-driven capability that the missed um, founders built. And that's going to now be applied to, um, to a much broader um, range of customers through the, the scale that HPE will bring. So that's a really exciting opportunity for us as well. Yeah, very exciting and great to hear your 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 backstory actually in terms of seeing this huge opportunity because actually when you look at you know the modern retail environment whether that's stores or even warehouses even head offices as well right we're more data hungry as an organization than we've ever been right we've got more devices receiving and giving data from as as you mentioned earlier lots of different sources and it's such a critical part of the business, as we've touched on multiple times. It's, it's, it's a bit of a no-brainer, right, in terms of the opportunity. And that's, I know you've seen a, a, a lot of success with some of the world's biggest retailers. And I, th- I think it's, it's just so exciting right now. As we start to think one step further on, you know, we're talking about a modern network. But actually, it's, just, it's right here right now. But what's, what's next down the line? So... It's not even about what's next. It's it's in terms of what's here now, and this this is the message that really it's my role to to make this aware to to new prospective organisations that we're not already dealing with. So already today, the the platform that I represent, this Juniper Mist AI network platform, um, if you look at from an AI perspective, if you look at th- there are four largely fundamental areas of artificial intelligence, which some 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 of guess that the viewers would have heard of already there's things like supervised learning unsupervised learning reinforcement learning and then generative ai which is the is the is the new kind of really really interesting one yes so all four of those key ai categories are already embedded into our platform so we use unsupervised machine learning to deliver that highly accurate location service to retailers in store or in a warehouse for instance or in a head office so that's using unsupervised machine learning and we, on, we use lots of tagged data, and that could be tagged data in terms of user experience or pulling information from other third-party platforms like Microsoft Teams or critical applications. We pull that information into our platform. That's all tagged, so that's supervised, and we're using that to understand, well, why is, the, why is this particular person's Microsoft Teams call not, not running well today? Is that a Teams problem, an internet problem, a, a network problem, Wi-Fi user problem? So that supervised machine learning is, is huge in, in that point of view. But we're now using generative AI and, and natural language processing and large, lang- large language models to, to now start to completely change the interface that we use as humans within that enterprise network. So you know, long gone are the co- concept of using a command line interface to log on to a network component and do something with it. We're now creating a, a, a textual conversational interface with the network where the network's 
not going to tell you. It's already telling our customers where the problems are and how to fix them before they become bigger problems. And it's allowing service desk operatives to almost have the domain experience of a second or third line skilled network engineer because they're using that virtual assistant, which is partly built on generative AI to make that interface really, really efficient. And all of that's already there today and, and delivered and delivering outcomes to, to our customers. But I think what is coming next, and in fact, it was launched on Monday this week, which is a significant progression even from where we are, is something we call Marvis Minis. Now, this is our, our AI assistant is called Marvis, so that's where that comes from. But Marvis Minis is now taking that experience even further to, a, to a, an element that's, that's even more proactive. So if you think particularly when, if a retail organization is not running 24-7, then the worst thing that can happen is that someone isn't monitoring that overnight, store associates come in, customers come in in the morning, and there was a problem that happened at 2 a.m. that you could have known about and fixed it before the store opened at 6 or 8 a.m. What Marvis Minis are doing is generating user-type traffic, testing the core applications that that store will be using come 8 a.m. in the morning, testing configurations if there was some kind of change made overnight. So it's literally doing these things proactively as a digital twin or a series of hundreds of thousands of digital twins <laughs> testing this constantly wow. across your entire organization so that you're, you're identifying these things even more quickly before they become you know, aware to, to users and staff and customers. So that, that's the next frontier. But as I say, you don't have to wait for that. That was launched on Monday and will be available in a few weeks' time mm. to, to all of our customers. It's fascinating because this, this opportunity to say, let's enhance the experience. You know, we're talking about connected experiences right at the start of this. You know, opening up lots of new opportunities. But there's something like the Marvis Minis. Actually, it's preventing the the operation from breaking down. Right? You know, if you're running, let's say, a large grocery superstore, and you've got a dot com pick that needs to happen at let's say five a.m. in the morning, the last thing you want to do is to walk into the store and find, oh, I've got no network. There's going to be no picking. I've got pickers standing around, literally twiddling thumbs whilst we're trying frantically work this out and by the way no network engineers are awake yet etc etc <laughs> yeah and, and the so, so so the technology is really cool of course i'm a technologist so I'm, I'm into the technology but but even more relevant here is is the outcomes that's driving for our retail customers mm. so i mean we have countless examples but neil holden the, the cio at halfords has recently led an, a major investment in our technology platform across their entire retail estate he's already reporting 95% plus reduction in network-related help desk tickets from stores that have transformed to our platform. And from a kind of overall store uptime, associate device uptime, he's quoting a figure of 35% increase from where they were previously. So, wow. you know, those, those two elements, I guess, in the fullness of time will have a significant monetary value, which hasn't been measured or quantified yet. But that's just, that's just two examples. And yeah. We've got countless all of in terms of what this is actually delivering. Yeah, even just the the, the, the mental frustration of, ah, it's not connected or it's dropping or whatever it is. It's, um, yeah, amazing. So Keith, this is, this is fascinating. And I know we could go a huge amount deeper, but how can people find out more about the opportunities with with AI-driven networks? Yeah, so from our point of view, we, we're, we're, we've got a major launch, which is happening on the 6th of March. So we've taken our AI-driven enterprise and you'll hear all the news now, which is talked around or talking about the AI, AI native network, 
we feel we're the only AI native network in the world today and, and several years ahead of our competition. So we have a major launch around that. And that's linked to several product and platform enhancements on March the 6th. The details of that, I think, will be in the, the, the notes for this particular podcast. And outside of that, I totally welcome anyone that's listening to this that wants to reach out to me directly. If you're okay to post my LinkedIn profile on the notes page or the chat window, then please feel free to reach out to me directly. And we've got a whole team dedicated to helping our retail customers on this journey. And beside that, there's a whole team helping customers outside of retail do the same thing. So I'd love to hear from you. So yeah, absolutely. We'll put the links on the show notes page today, which you'll find at obandco.uk slash 277. And there you can find out more about AI Native and the, the, the big launch that's happening on March the 6th, as well as connect with Keith Cahoon on LinkedIn. So Keith, thank you so much for joining me here on the Retail Transformation Show. It's been an absolute blast and there's so many opportunities. I'm just really excited to, to, to hear what people are going to do with this and start to see more location-based opportunities in particular, which is the, the, the part that most personally interests me. I think it's huge opportunities, huge opportunities. So thank you so much. Thanks, Oliver. Always a pleasure. So that was my conversation there with Keith Cahoon from Juniper Networks. And if you'd like to find out more about Keith or about the special webinar and event that we spoke about, head on over to the show notes at obandco.uk slash 277. Also on those show notes, I'm linking to some additional articles as well as a few previous episodes from the podcast. So head on over obandco.uk slash 277. Now, thank you so much for listening. And I hope today's episode has inspired you to think more about the opportunities that networks and connectivity can present to you, to your stores and your entire retail organization. I'll look forward to joining you on another episode very soon. But until the next time, keep transforming better. Bye for now.